Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hi, friend, and welcome back to the show. David here. And today, I want to talk about pixels. So on YouTube, on the channel this month, uh, kind of the new content we do typically comes out on YouTube first, the new videos and such here from Learn Stage Lighting. And uh, this month we're talking all about LED pixels, okay? And there's some nuance there. Um, there, you know, we're, we're looking at different shapes of pixels, getting some of the basics down of how pixels work, how to do some DIY projects. And in this podcast, I want to talk about what software should you use to control LED pixels? Now, just for review, uh, we have episode 52 of the podcast. Um, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well, as we always do. Um, in episode 52, we've got a podcast all about um, all about what kind of software you could potentially use to control pixels across lights. And the interesting things, is, as things continue to change and continue to get better, because, um, yeah, podcast 52 is from 2019, is we have an update to it, Okay. And, and so I'm not going to go quite as in-depth as uh, some things, but um, I want to talk about different types of software and then the crux, the, the biggest part really of today's show is going to be talking about how do you personally choose what software is best for you, okay? So when it comes to controlling LED pixels, and I was actually just sitting down with a friend yesterday talking about uh, this kind of thing, there are a few different things you could be running into that you might want to control, okay? The first that we're not really going to go into detail about is an LED video wall, okay? These are typically panels. They're typically one meter by one meter, though there are different sizes from different manufacturers available. And you put these panels together and, you know, hook them into a processor and run video signal on them, okay? We're not really going to go into detail on those today because that's just not what I cover. And honestly, I'm just, I'm not an expert in it. Um, there's other folks who do video stuff. There's people who sell and install video walls and they have uh, much more, you know, knowledge there. And so I want to defer to them on that. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you've got a couple different options for software when it comes to controlling pixels. Okay. The first and oldest type of software that have been around the longest are what we call media servers, okay? Media servers are going to basically take video content, video either pre-recorded videos, live video from camera, um, you know, things like that, and actually play them across the lights, and the work that the media server does, uh, whether it be a software like Resolume or MadMapper or uh, Catalyst or another uh, Hippo hypnotizer or another standalone server, uh, the big job of the media server is to basically map out, you know, your stage, you know, your lights. You put them typically just pixels, um, but sometimes moving lights and other things. You put them all on a grid, and then you can play video across them. Now, media servers tend to be geared more towards people who have been working with video products for a long time, who are used to working kind of in a video type way, and that's not always bad. Um, 
and and it has a few benefits. Okay, so a media server with a video type background is um, going to think mostly a lot of these media servers um, are designed from the forefront to do different screens, do multi-screen video outputs, right? To be able to output to multiple different monitors, multiple projectors, whatever. And if they can control pixels, it's kind of an add-on per se. Okay, then taking one more step closer into lighting is a program like Entex Elm, which is a media server. It can technically output to a video display, um, though that's not its primary design because it's designed to output to pixels and pixels alone, and that's what it is good at, okay? And so this is whether it's a media server geared towards video or a media server like Elm that's geared towards pixels um, and running video across them. It's it's a nuanced difference. You know, if you're hearing this and you're like, David, that sounds like the same thing. It's similar, but a different approach. Um and so a program like Elm or a media server is then going to be operated in one of two ways, okay? In a show environment, when you're getting going, you've got a show going, you're either going to have somebody sitting there operating the media server, you know, pressing the buttons, picking clips, etc., or you're going to control it from your lighting console. And how this is going to work is you're going to send DMX, typically you send a complete DMX universe to that media server, okay? And then it either has preset DMX channels that it uses to control the various aspects of the media, so picking the media. Um, maybe it has two different layers of media or more, so picking the pieces of media, filters on top of the media, playback speed of the media, things like that go on to DMX channels to control from your lighting console. And some of these programs uh, will predefine that for you. They'll say channel one is picking the media, you know, channel two is picking the second media, channel three is the crossfader between those two. Uh, but others of those programs will leave it up to you to define what channels you want to do what. So you can get the control you want, channels you might not use, you don't have to define with DMX control. Okay. And so, um, and so that's one way to control things. What are the benefits to this? Uh, the big benefits here, and we'll talk about uh, the kind of the pros and cons and the comparison in a minute to the other option, um, is that if you're in a environment where time is tight, you can have somebody programming the media server. You can have somebody programming the lighting. This can be two different people, and they can both work on stuff at the same time, then kind of merge their act together at the end and program some stuff in the lighting console, right? You can work really fast that way. Uh, you can also sometimes run things from the lighting console, and then maybe other times you run things, you have an operator sitting at the media server program. Um, and the last big benefit is that these media server programs typically are built up on beefier computers, and they can deal with live video, okay? And a lot of times the, uh, the lighting consoles, which is what we're going to talk about in a minute, really aren't able to... Um, they're really not able to, you know, put that amount of of power to be able to process live video and do it within a reasonable time, okay? And so that brings us to the second type uh, of the second way we can control pixels, uh, LED pixels in our show or service. And, and that way is with a 
lighting console that has pixel mapping built in. So all y'all know if you've listened here before that I'm a huge fan of Onyx. And Onyx has a built-in pixel mapper called Dialos that came out a year or so ago. I think it finally came out into the world as a released version. Okay. And, um, and it's awesome. It's really cool. It allows you to lay out your lights and, and be able to play stuff across it. Um, other, you know, a lot of the other big consoles, um, not Grand MA, but Hog and Camsys and Avo lights. I believe they have Avo lights too. Um, they all have pixel mappers built in. Okay. So the benefit to using a lighting console pixel mapper is, uh, first of all, if you know how to use that console or that lighting software already, you don't have to learn something new. It's all built, you know, within what you already know, what you already know how to do. So that can be a big time saver. Uh, also, you um, are able to program all within one device, all within one console or one computer. You can program all of your things, right? Um, but on the con side, there can be limitations, right? Um, like if I have a really complex LED rig with a lot of curves and different shapes and stuff, and I want to lay that out in a program like Entex Elm, I can do it very fast because Elm is, or another media server, are really built from the ground up to deal with funky shapes and to deal with really crazy designs and still make it work really well and make it make sense, right? Um, whereas something like Onyx is designed primarily to control, you know, moving lights and all sorts of different types of stage lights and almost secondarily controls these pixel lights. You know, it'll do a good job with it, but ultimately um, it might not be the best tool uh, for, you know, every job, right? Um, now, the, the, the other benefit, actually, I missed this before, is your conventional media servers um, may be able to run video across pixels, you know, RGB-type fixtures, RGBWs, things like that. But when it comes to moving lights and things like that, they may not be able to run pixels across it. Uh, you know, they may not be able to run that video across those things, okay? Um, whereas something like Onyx is totally able to because from the ground up, it's built to control different types of stage lights, you know, including moving lights and things like that. And so that's a huge benefit there. Um, so how do you decide which to control it with, right? Like I was talking with a friend yesterday, actually, and I didn't even realize I'd be recording this today. And we were talking about his church and whether they should do kind of a cool DIY pixel project behind their stage. Okay, sorry if you just heard that beep. Um, a cool DIY pixel pro project, okay? And we were kind of talking about the specs of it, and he was like, and so then we shifted, and he said, okay, like what software should we use to control this? And I said, you know, first question always is, um, what, what software are you using to control your lights now, right? And they, he said, well, we're using LightKey, and, you know, we're, we're happy with it. Uh, I think they're happy with it, right? And and so that's the point where, you know, if I'm talking to somebody, I go, okay, you know, Entex Elm software, which I really like and I, I really like a lot, um, it also comes free with if you use their pixel controllers, uh, which is cool. Um, but um, anyways, I digress. Um, you know, something like Entex Elm, you can learn really quick. You can take in a live video feed from your presentation software for your, your motion backgrounds and be up and running quick. 
And you know, if you like your lighting console and it can't do pixels, then just use a pixel mapping program, right? Does it take a minute or two more in setup? Is it a little bit less flexible live and on the fly? Yeah, yeah, it is. But if you like the lighting console you have and it can't go ahead and, um, and you can't go ahead and make that happen, you know, stick with the console you got, right? If you like it, you like it. Um, ultimately, you know, that's what I say, right? Uh, if you do want to get into a professional grade console though, and you've been considering something like Onyx, then I would, I would be quick to go ahead with that because it's like when you can, when you can pixel map, you know, and run video and video like effects over your entire lighting rig, whether it's a pixel, a moving light, you know, anything. And you can just go and do that, you know, with a drop of a hat almost, you know, just really quick, then I would do that, right? And so that's why I'm, I'm such a big fan of something like Onyx, and I think it works well for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm kind of ranting on it here now. Um, you know, coming up with which software you should use for, to control your LED pixels, it really does come down to your needs, right? Like what, what console do you have? How much do you like it? If it can't do pixels, do you want to switch to a different console? Maybe the advantage is there and it will make sense for you to learn the new console, get those new capabilities and be able to do it all out of one box, right? But at the same time, you could use something like a media server like Elm or, or one of these other ones and, you know, then you might not have to change your lighting console. You can use a simpler lighting console, still get these dynamic pixel effects. Is it quite as smooth in programming when you're straddling two consoles? No, but there's also that benefit of being able to move faster um, and being able to, you know, make curvy lines and circles and different shapes in pixels very quickly. Whereas in a lighting console like Onyx, laying that out is a little bit slower. Um, can they both get the job done? Yeah. Yeah. They can both get the job done. And so ultimately I hope this short episode has helped you. If you've been thinking about controlling LED pixels to start to really figure out, okay, should I go with a media server type program or look at a lighting console or use the lighting console I already have in order to control these lights? And when you do that, you can really start to figure it out and then get going, choose the right platform and get going fast. Awesome. If you're new here and you've listened this far, you're new to lighting, then you definitely need to head over to learnstagelighting.com and grab my free guide to begin with lighting. It's going to help you get started with whatever type of lighting you work with, and it's completely free. All you got to do is enter your email and I will send that info to you. So I hope, I hope you're having a great day as you listen to this. Uh, you know, now we're finally coming out of this pandemic. It feels like things are are going good and you know shows are starting to come back people are feeling better things things are good um i hope you're doing well today and we will see you guys on our next episode i hope you have a great day and we'll see you around the way